ladies and gentlemen, it's Scott here from Oak Society's here to drop in another episode of amazing content for you. Uh, today, we're going to be speaking, we're going to be talking about Australia. And I have some interesting theories of what I believe could possibly be going on there. Everyone knows the, um, the Australian continent right now is completely on fire, unfortunately. Um, but the mainstream media is pushing that climate change agenda, and I'm going to blow absolutely blow it up. So quick shout-out to Sean for giving me a lot of these articles today while I was at work. Uh, I was able to prepare them and put them all together for you guys, and that is what this episode is going to be about. So strap in. I have some interesting comparisons um, between Australia and what happened with PG&E in California. And you guys are going to see some of the similarities and some of the theories of what I believe is going on. So strap in. It's going to be an amazing episode. So let's do the essentials first. You guys know my YouTube channel here, Woke Societies. Like, share, subscribe, tell your friends and family about the channel. Get the word about Independent media is where the future is because we are the news now. So subscribe there. You guys can go to my Patreon if you guys want to up your fandom level. You guys can donate. You guys can become a, pa- a patron there. You guys can donate as little as a dollar a month. It all goes back into the show. It's all going to support the show and make it even better for you guys. So you guys have that option. You guys can go to my BitChute. This is my backup channel in case anything happens to my YouTube. And of course you guys can check out my amazing website, which has all my podcasting platforms on there that you guys can just click. You can subscribe there and you can download the episodes on the go. How awesome is that? And one last thing I need to promote, I am going to be speaking at what is called the Infinite Growth Conference 2020. This is going to be in beautiful Las Vegas. Me and three other YouTubers were invited to do this conference. We are going to be speaking and I am going to be talking about, of course, government conspiracy theories. I'm going to be talking about QAnon, secret space program. I'm going to be talking about it all. And it's going to be the first time I'm ever doing something like this. So it should be interesting. So if you would like to come meet me and the others in person, you guys can do that. And the link for the tickets will be through Eventbrite. And the pre-sale tickets are on sale now. So you guys can go there, get the pre-sale tickets. They're going to be a little bit cheaper than when they go on regular sale and all that good stuff. So there you go, guys. There is so many things going on, and it's very, very exciting. So you guys might hear my son in the background today. He is on a different level. It's I can only do what I can do. My wife's at work, so I am with him. I got him contained in one room, and that is about all as good as I can do today. So let's jump into it. So before we get into the Australia stuff, I just want to drop this article here because it's extremely important. As you guys all know, Hollywood absolutely got torched. Um, on the Golden Globes, we know, uh, what was his name, Mr. Garcia, whatever his name was, the guy that was hosting it, absolutely shredded Hollywood, and it was amazing to see. The faces of these Hollywood actors were completely, they were priceless. They were priceless, especially Tom Hanks. And if you guys haven't seen Tom Hanks' cryptic, weird-ass post on Instagram, he is a whole different level of weird, and there's no doubt in my mind he is one of the pedos. For sure. But in other news, we have the king of Hollywood himself. Look at that beautiful face. Mr. Harvey Weinstein. And it looks like he's being indicted on new sex crimes because he's already in trouble in New York. And now we're adding on new sex crimes and they're being charged in Los Angeles. So the article reads here, 
Harvey Weinstein has been indicted on new sex crime charges in Los Angeles, just as his trial on separate rape and sexual assault charges in New York were po- was poised to get underway, prosecutors announced Monday. Prosecutors in L.A. recently said they were reviewing eight cases. Eight. We know there was way more than that. Eight cases accusing Weinstein of sexual assault. Los Angeles County District Attorney Jackie Lacey said in a news release that Weinstein has been charged with raping one woman and sexually assaulting another in separate incidents over a two-day period in 2013. And this is the judge. We believe the evidence will show that the defendant used his power and influence to gain access to his victims and then commit violent crimes against them. Lacey said in a statement, I want to commend the victims who have come forward and bravely recounted what happened to them. It is my hope that all victims of sexual violence find strength in healing as they move forward. And I absolutely agree. Anybody that, any time this has happened to a man, a woman, a child, you got to hope that they can get over it. I don't know if this is something that you can just simply say to get over it. It's still terrible. And hopefully they can move on with their lives and hopefully change other people's lives that have been affected by this. But the whole point of showing you guys this is that 2020 is off to an amazing start. Hollywood seems like it looks like it's burning. And with Tiffany Fitzhenry going after Chris Pratt and along with this, the public view of Hollywood is completely changing. And it's so nice to see. It is so beautiful to see because one thing that I cannot stand, one thing I'm absolutely disgust me is pedophilia. And these guys are the creme de la creme of where that stuff happens. It's disgusting. And now, even after the joke that the host of the Golden Globes put out, calling him, calling all those actors friends of Epstein, and the Epstein didn't kill himself joke. Absolutely amazing. I hope he doesn't get suicide in the next six months because he dropped some bombs on Hollywood, and it was so great to see. Okay. So we're going to completely shift gears. I wanted to throw that in there just to get some Hollywood news in there for you guys. So... I want to look at this article here because I know the first thing that every mainstream media outlet was going to do when it cards in regards to Australia was to throw out the climate change card. What a surprise, and they're all doing it. They're all having the same talking points. So I'm going to start out with this article here. This is by SBS News. This is from Australia. This was, it looks like, in November when this article came out, and it was recently updated. So I want to show you what this man has to say about what he thinks is going on in Australia. So the article starts out as speaking earlier this week, Mr. Packham, this is the, I think he's a scientist, I believe. Mr. Packham confirmed his position on what is causing the current severe bushfire conditions. Addressing the matter on Sky News, he said fuel loads remain the core issue. The most important factor is the dryness of the fuel, which comes from the hot, dry weather, he said. It's not behind a lot of it, it's behind all of it. The theory is as solid as the universal theory of gravitation. So this guy's pretty convinced it has a lot to do with the fuel in the ground. Linking the bushfire disaster in NSW to climate change is an absolute is absolute nonsense, and reducing fuel loads in the Australian bush is urgently needed, a leading scientist says. Retired Monsa University researcher David Peckham he says global warming is a gradual process which doesn't explain major bushfires. Green's deputy leader, Adam Bant, has been accused of playing politics by linking the NSW bushfires to the new federal government climate change policies. <clears throat> but Mr. Packham says there is no link. It's, an, it's absolute nonsense, he says again. 
The very best interpretation is it's misguided by them not understanding how bushfires actually work in Australia. If there is any global warming, the global warming is so slow and so small that the bushfire event is totally overrun by the fuel state, which would make sense. We all use fuels. Unfortunately, we're still on this you know, fossil fuel run world. It's not good for the environment. But what are we going to do? Until our until the powers that be give us the technologies that are out there and disclose that, this is what we're left with. So it's the reality of the situation. So there's been this determination over the last 10 to 20 years to not treat our country in the same way the indigenous people treated it for 30,000 years, Mr. Packham said. The concept has been every fire is a bad fire. And I know I'm not a fire I'm not a fire person, but even I know there are natural processes that occur with these fires where undergrowth needs to burn naturally. It burns, it all goes away, and then you don't have forest fires for an extremely long time. It's just a natural buildup of debris, of forest. This is what he's referring to. Mr. Packham said Western Australia had successfully reduced fuel for decades and up to 20% of bushland should be burned annually. He said 20% should be burned annually and controlled fires. If we got to 10%, then our area burnt would drop by 90% and our intensity would drop by at least that and undoubtedly more. He said major fires have occurred every 10 to 20 years since records began in 1915. In a tweet from Mr. Bant last week linked the Abbott government to more bushfires while Greens leader Christine Milan said it was a climate censorship to not discuss global warming and bushfires. So another shill, another one pushing the climate agenda and saying because we just didn't want to talk about it, we can we couldn't do that because that's climate censorship, which is absolutely absolutely it's all BS, guys. All BS. So I wanted to start out with that article. This man believes it's it's due to fuel and the dryness that the fuel gives off mixed with the already dry air, and it just exacer- exacerbated the entire situation, and these this is how these fires are starting. But I believe something else has been going on. But again, he completely shoots the theory of climate change right in the face. So, as we dig more and more into what it could possibly be going on with these fires and who's starting them, we come across this article by Stay the Nation. This one shows, it says, Aussie fire photos tell the same direct, directed energy weapon story that were <clears throat> used to trigger the California firestorms. And I'm going to show you guys some proof of this. How pray tell, whatever that means, do the homes explode and not even burn while all the grass and trees nearby remain perfectly intact. Intact. How were the vehicles incinerated and hubcaps literally melted? Now, this was the same questions that were asked when these the, the uh, fires were raging through California. If these fire these fires move in lines and they all gradually move up as as they continue to grow, so they should be incinerating everything in their path. But as you can see. There's trees here, perfectly intact, and they're not even touched, but you see the homes completely destroyed. Look at this. Home completely destroyed. You have trees right here. It's odd. This is eerily odd to the same photos that people were taking in California when those wildfires were rushing through people's homes. But then people don't realize when you look at these vehicles, the hubcaps and the tires are completely burned and you need (coughs) an extremely 
high amount of energy to caught to burn tires and melt hubcaps like this this isn't regular fires there's something else going on here and again it's just more photos of the carnage more photos so as we continue here look at this picture that was taken by the fire department it says directed energy weapons being used in Operation Torch Australia. First, here's a photo taken by the New South Wales Fire Department of a particle beam or a laser beam. You can see the NSW fire truck in the foreground of the second screenshot below. And guys, look, this is a straight, straight line here. This is a straight line coming out of the sky, straight down into the valley here. And the fire truck is right here. I can't enlarge the photo, unfortunately, but it's there. And as the article continues, it says, next we come to clear evidence of the covert use of directed energy weapons, or do. Again, in New South Wales, Australia, both screenshots depict melted vehicle components while trees in the same area remain unaffected. This is exactly a spitting image of what happened in California, which cannot have melted via temperatures that are impossibly attained in this type of bushfire. Right there, guys, is proof. And just like many of the burned out vehicles that were photographed during Operation Torch California, these Australian wildfires are seeing the same do use. And when you click this link here, guys, we go to the infamous Mike Morales YouTube channel, which I have recommended many times. He does YouTube videos almost every night covering the weather, man-made weather, and he was all over this. And he was also all over the California fires when they were raging on. So we're going to come back into this real quick. I just want to go to some other articles um, giving other possibilities of what could be happening. But in my humble opinion, I believe this is, this is really what's going on, these directed energy weapons. And I'm going to show you guys some proof that these are real. And the ones in California, PG&E, actually had patents and bought into this technology. So... Hold off, we're going to get into all that in just a moment. So, as we continue here, this is an article from Gateway Pundit. Police working on premise that arsonists started bushfires in Australia. 200 people arrested so far, 85% of fires blamed on humans. So here we are. Australia is facing record fires this year. At least 25 people have been killed and hundreds of millions of animals have perished in the blazes. Police are not investigating whether arsonists started this bushfire across Australia, but now they are starting to consider that as a possibility because they've been so t tied up in trying to stop these fires, they haven't been able to have time to find out who, who or what started these fires. So we have a tweet here from 7 News Sydney. Police are now working on the premise arson is to blame for much of the devastation caused this bushfire season. A strike force will investigate whether blazes were deliberately lit and bring those responsible to justice. So, and according to Summit News, 83 people have been arrested by Aussie police over the last few months for starting bushfires. Experts believe 85% of the fires are caused by humans. And Breitbart.com reported overall across Australia, police arrested 183 people for lighting bushfires across Queensland, Victoria, South Australia, and Tasmania in the past few months. The link between arsonists and the deadly fires that devastate Australia every summer is well known and well documented, documented with the rate of deliberately lit fires escalating rapidly during the school holiday period. The conversation 
reports expert estimate about 85 percent of bushfires are caused by humans a person may accidentally or carelessly start a fire such as leaving a campfire unattended or using machinery with with which creates sparks so you have the again people are being arrested for starting these fires but do you ever see articles like these in the mainstream media even give a sniff of something of something like this being a possibility of what's causing these fires you don't see it at all and that to me is a huge red flag they go to automatically to climate change and all of a sudden because of climate change all these bad fires just started it's asinine guys absolutely asinine so this article here by the daily wire goes into australian authorities this was just yesterday roundup firebugs accused of starting a hundred fires that contributed to bushfire to the brushfire crisis as record-breaking fires rage across southeastern Australia, authorities say they're rounding up dozens of suspects who they claim started at least 100 fires that eventually led to the brush fire crisis. And in videos that I've seen, guys, about this, this isn't one gigantic fire. The firefighters that are actually out there trying to stop these fires have said the, the, the beginning of what had happened was where little fires spread out all over the place, but the problem was they happened all around the same time. And as they grew, a lot of them came together, and now they have these huge fire, um, these firestorms that are that are trying to put out. But it would make sense because if there's all these people starting these fires, it would make sense that they would start out as small ones and all spread out areas, and all coming together at one time. But the timing of it is definitely suspect. Are these people paid? Were these NGOs? Were they planning on doing? Why were the fires started in those specific areas? We're going to get into that in just a moment. So the number of cattle and sheep, unfortunately, killed is still being tallied, but the losses are expected to be enormous. An ecologist at Sydney University estimates that nearly half a billion animals perished in the state of New South Wales alone. That's terrible. That sucks. That really sucks. Hundreds of people have been evacuated from the fire zone, and thousands more are awaiting clear weather so they, too, can be rescued, as many as 4,000 residents and tourists NSW took shelter or on benches over the weekend. So thousands of firefighters have been called to help manage the blaze, which has already burned millions of acres in New South Wales and Southern Australia. This area is twice the size of Maryland. That's it. That is huge, guys. That's so big. The cost of burned homes, buildings, businesses, and farmland and lost possessions is incalculable. The brush fire crisis is actually hundreds of separate fires burning at once. Those several small fires have now been merged into what Australian authorities are calling the mega blaze. So this is just what I was explaining before. Weather in Australia has not been hot and dry encouraging the fires, but this week some areas got a reprieve. Many experts and quasi-experts have blamed climate change for the increasingly destructive fires that now rage almost yearly in Australia, but at least some of the blazes currently burning were set deliberately by firebugs, according to the Australian authorities. And as we finish this article off, it continues, as firefighters remain on high alert, police reveal the 103 of the destructive fires that have been lashed, that lashed Queensland since September were deliberately lit. They know that for a fact. So those 98 people were also arrested and more than 120 fires are still being investigated and more people could be charged. It's crazy. So the UK's Telegraph also carried an op-ed over the weekend noting that green policies that prevent farmers from doing control burns on their property may be part of the reason typical Australian brush fires now regularly rage out of control. So you have big, you have government coming in and telling farmers not to do control burns, which is actually helping, helping the environment, 
by burning all the crap, all the all the stuff from the fallen trees, debris, and they were getting rid of it nat- on, a, on a recurring basis. But because of regulations, it's stopping these farmers from doing that. So it's just building up and building up and building up. And when you have this stuff catch fire, it's it's uncontrollable because it's just been let go because of terrible, stupid policies. So you guys, there's a lot going on with this. There's a lot of factors to something like this. But let's look at an interesting theory that I believe is the reason for all this. So this article here was on Disclosed.tv, Bushfires Australia and Link to High Speed Rail. So where have we seen guys before where government wants to build rails or take over an area and people live there and what happens? Those places are lit on fire. People's homes are burned. Not the trees though, as we saw, not the trees, just people where people dwell. They are moved, forcefully moved out of the area. Let's take a look here. So this is part due to an intense drought. This is talking about reasons for the fire again. The bush is tinder dry. Unfortunately, the, the bush mismanagement is so bad that overloads of ground fuel only exacerbates the problem a hundredfold. I cannot tell you how effing angry this makes me. I used to spend a considerable amount of time in the bush. This is the person that wrote the article. And I always appreciate the efforts of the CFA with their controlled burns in the bush between Ballarat and Crestwick. These controlled burns keep ground-based fuel loads down to a minimum. When fuel is kept to a minimum, it vastly reduces the chance of canopy fires. And this is a video here. It says you can clearly see the ground fuel load is such that it burns a height that ignites the canopies. And when this happens, you have a fire that cannot be contained. And you guys can see here that the fires are all the way on top of these trees here. How do you stop something like that? It's insane. So conspiracy. I have some, I've come across several reports of the state that the fires in Eastern Australia are so bad because of poor bush management. I have also read more than once where it is claimed that the pattern of the fires follows exactly where a proposed high-speed rail line is planned. So is this a smart city conspiracy? Let's look at some pictures. I'm sorry for the guys on the podcast that can't see these, but we have a picture here of Australia, and you can see where the fires are, and they start out in the south, and they're going up the east coast line of Australia here, up New South Wales, all the way up. And this shows the location and the amount of fires in the east. And now when you look at a picture here, look where the map of the proposed layout of the high-speed rail. Here we are. It starts in Melbourne, which is the southern tip of Australia here, and it goes all the way up the east coast. And here we are. All these fires are just coincidentally on the same path as this proposed high-speed rail. We have this video here, I'm not gonna play it. It's a five minute video here of this firefighter basically calling out the government saying you're killing us, which was very sad to watch. And there's another video here. I'm gonna link all these, I'm gonna link all these in here for you guys so you can watch it. This is a 40 minute video of a woman that gives a lot more in depth research of what the rail line is and why it's linked to these fires. But as you can see here, guys, all these fires have the same pathway as this proposed rail train. And where have we seen this before? Well, let's take a look. Here we have pictures here of of the California wildfires. 
And it says here in this picture, this graph here, it's interesting how the wildfires in the proposed high-speed rail systems line up. And as you can see here, all the rail systems starting down here and down in Los Angeles, San Diego, go all the way up. And the fires that were lit engulf all of these places. All of them, guys. This is not this is not coincidence. This is not natural. This is man-made. This was done on purpose. And just like it says here, research, Agenda 2030 United Nations, smart cities, high-speed rail systems, direct energy weapons. Look, guys, it's right here. It's all right here. Now, I'm going to bring you back, guys. These are articles that I had from my previous videos over the summer about PG&E. I want you guys to remember something very specifically that how could, how could, how and why would um, these, these companies want to use direct energy weapons? How is that real? This can't be real. Why would they torch their own citizens? I have proof right here, guys. This is something that I brought up in one of my last um, previous videos, and it's proof that this stuff exists. We have, a, we have an article here that says PG&E makes deal for space solar power. And now they say it's solar power, which I, it can be used for. I'm going to show you the patent in just a, in just a second. And it, I'm just briefly read this. California's biggest energy utility announced a deal Monday to purchase 200 megawatts of electricity from a startup company that plans to beam the power down. Remember, guys, plans to beam the power down to Earth from outer space beginning in 2016. Now, let's look at the technology here that we're dealing with. This is on Google Patents, and when you type in solar-powered space weapon, this is the information that comes up. It talks about exactly what this, it's a satellite that can shoot laser beams down to Earth. They use the sun as the power source. Well, let's look what it says here. A, pl a plurality of orbiting solar generators stay in constant touch. They can be congregated rapidly in space at any desired secret location. Once congregated, they all discharge their energy to a Death Star. This Death Star could be a newly launched ICBM. A laser generator uses this newly acquired energy on the Death Star to project a non-nuclear laser ray to a target. The target could be a city, a ship, or a satellite. In the event of an asteroid approaching Earth, the system could destroy an asteroid. In peacetime, the orbiting solar generators could supply electric power to an Earth-based power grid. So guys, these are systems. It says a solar space-powered weapon. They have multiple purposes depending on the time they are being used. And the big reason why I brought this up is because as you scroll down, this is something that's going to blow your mind. The people that are signing up for these weapons, these direct energy weapons, the very first uh, company is Pacific, Pacific Gas and Electric, PG&E. Wouldn't you know it? PG&E of San Francisco recently signed a supply agreement with Solarin Corporation of Manhattan Beach, California for 200 megawatts of electricity generated in space and transmitted by microwave beam to a receiving station in Fresno County, California. Contract calls for the power to begin to flow in 2016, which we just read here, guys. 200 megawatts right here coming down from outer space to Earth beginning in 2016.
Now, of course, they're not going to just say we're going to burn the hell out of where you live to move you so we can build these things. We're going to frame it as we're using it for solar energy. When we clearly know now, because it says it right here, this is the patent for a solar-powered space weapon. A laser generator uses this newly acquired energy on the Death Star to project a non-nuclear laser ray to target. So not only is it quiet, it's not invisible. You can see it as in the pictures here. Not this one. Right here. And Michael Morales has a, um, a photography program that is able to detect fake pictures. And he ran it. And, of course, this one came back as real as can be. It's quiet. It's quick. There's no radiation. It is a surgical attack on certain whatever whatever targets they want and it burns them at an extremely high temperature. And this is what I think, guys, is happening. How else would tires burn and hubcaps completely burn? Has, has anyone ever tried to burn a tire before? You need an insane amount of heat for it to completely disintegrate like this. Where would that come from? Something like this, a laser beam. So I wanna know what you guys think. This patent is very real. And would it surprise you if the same kind of technology is being used in Australia to move people because they want this rail. So this is the quickest way to move them out of the way. And we can just blame climate change and all these other things at the same time. We can blame people. It's a perfect cover-up. It's a perfect cover-up. And this is what I think is going on. So with that, guys, let me know what you think in the comments. If you guys are able to find anything else on all this, that would be great. Please send it to me. You guys can email it to me. Find me on Twitter, Facebook. Just message me. I'll answer you back really quick. Um, and that's all I got for you guys today. But I thought this was interesting. I wanted to show proof that these energy weapons do exist. And who knows? I don't know, guys. I don't know. So with that, thank you guys for listening. Thank you for everybody on the podcast for listening. All the people on YouTube watching this, thank you so much. You are more than appreciated, and the gratitude is a hundred times. Thank you so much for listening to my videos. So subscribe, like, share, tell your friends and family about this channel. Go to all my platforms on Patreon, BitChute, and my website here, which I'm going to update with the last two episodes, including this one, and I'll obviously all my podcasting. And don't forget, guys, if you want to come see me, tickets are here to buy to come see me in Las Vegas. So with that, thank you for joining me tonight. And remember, guys, stay woke.